my mum was like, if you're going to start something, you finish have it, to. do it properly. You absolutely do. Yeah. And you have to do it with 100% like effort as well. Mm-hmm. Good advice. <laughs> your, Good advice. Your mom. <laughs> if someone said that to me, I'd be like, yeah, but right is subjective. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Defiant Talk. It's your hostess, Sid, and my business partner and co-founder and co-host of Defiant Talk, Jamie. Oh, yeah. How was going? <laughs> Again, really well, mate. How was your morning? Yeah, it was really good. I actually didn't get to uh, Kaya today, but um, yeah, I'm definitely going to get there next week, I think. <laughs> Our guest here, Christine Tang, better known as Tangy. She comes to Kaya quite a bit. Yeah. Actually, I haven't seen her in a few weeks, but um, <laughs> here we are. Awesome. So, Christine, uh, co-founder of Fellow Swim, iconic swimwear brand, um, over 175k followers on Instagram. You got the likes of Kendall Jenner, Kim Kardashian, uh, Emily. I'm not going to try to pronounce M-Rider. that. So, yeah, Emrata. Um, so, yeah, obviously, lots of success with the brand. Um, how did it all sort of start? What's the background of Fellow Swim? Um, I suppose it just started with me and my business partner being friends mm-hmm. and. Um, we were just talking about doing a label together. At the time, I already had my own fashion brand, um, which I had for about 13 years prior to that. So I had, like, that was all the groundwork that was already made for our production and everything. Mm. Um, so we just, like, decided to do it, do it for fun and um, it just ended up growing and exceeded what we thought that it would become and... Yeah, and then Fellas started. So it was a side project that turned into the yeah, project, right? Correct. Awesome. Yep. So when did the label actually start? Was it in 20, 2014, 2013? <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we did our first shoot in 2013 to prepare for it because mm-hmm. um, obviously you design your first your collection and then you shoot it and then we launched it in 2014. I think that's why. You read that. Yeah, you're a ghost yeah. on the internet. You, there's nothing about yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are ghosts. So we like it that way as well. <laughs> yeah, so no, it's, it's great to have you here. So what does the creative process to building a brand like Fella actually look like? How do you come up with the ideas? How do you get inspired? Um, what does the manufacturing process look like? Oh, um, <laughs> the designing process is easy. Swimwear is like... You don't we the way that we work is we have a we have our staples, we have our collection, and then the the half of the collection that does amazing, we keep it for the next season, mm-hmm. and the other half we we cut and then we design we design again. Um, swimwear is is not brain surgery. It's like it's really simple. <laughs> There's not that many shapes involved to be really honest with you. so it's it's probably like a two to three week process of design, and then after that we start sampling and um you know we have a factory up in bali which is our own so we um we work before covid we were flying up there a lot and um spending probably like four to five months a year um coming back and forth from sydney and my business partner lives in perth so we will just meet up there and design and and do all the creative stuff but um now we have to send things back and forth so it's taking a lot longer mm-hmm. um after we sample we um yeah, it's just all, yeah, we just, it's just all trial and error, I suppose. But um, the fun thing about designing for us is every season we collaborate with an artist. Um, we never do our own prints, so we normally. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. 
because we're not we're not artists. So yeah. we just and we don't want to go and just buy a print from a print house. So normally we take it from someone that's a little bit more creative. The last the collection that we're doing now actually is with an indigenous artist from um West Australia. Her name's Betty Carrington. Um, she doesn't even speak a word of English, so we had to go through um, her her agent, like her um, what do you call it? in the Warman Gallery, yeah. which is who represents her, and they did all the groundwork for us. It was just so amazing to to be able to even connect or like work with her, and and she she ended up giving us two of her prints to put on our swim. Awesome, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, so. Uh, when when the brand was first starting, obviously uh, both of you guys as founders were pretty hands on with every sort of aspect of the business. I imagine, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> what's what's that look like now? Um, sort of years later down the track, what's what are your kind of key roles as founders? Um, well, we have a lot more time to sleep now. So <laughs> before we were doing everything by ourselves because obviously you can't we couldn't afford to pay, you know, lots of staff to come and do every every role. So we're doing everything ourselves. Um, I mainly do the sales and the production and Rosie's doing the marketing, creative um, and development. So we we now have a team of five in Sydney and we've got a team of two in Perth. And then we have a team of about, our production team is a lot bigger than us. It's mm. probably about 12 or 14 in mm-hmm. in Bali. So mm-hmm. there's we just needed to have one person per role now. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're also getting contractors to help us too. That's outside of fella. So um so one person per role, yeah. yeah per role. So in regards to um, you know, shifting from fella being a side project to then becoming the you know, the the point of focus and the main business that you poured attention into. Um, was there a moment where you were like, okay, like this has got legs, we, we need to go all in? Was there a specific like crucial moment that you were like, okay, it's time to scale here? Or was it more like a, an organic um, growth of the brand that happened? Um, it was a really organic growth and I felt like we – have to think about this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's a tricky question. Yeah, I guess was there, question. was there a specific moment where you just saw things like Evolve. really start evolving? Yeah, it was probably mainly when we needed to give up our other jobs to mm-hmm. to be able to maintain this one that yeah. we decided that maybe this was the path that we should probably keep following because mm-hmm. it was getting a lot of traction. Yeah. At that time, um, social media just started as well. I think it was around 2012. Mm-hmm. Instagram started like blowing up. It was it was very new, but it, the algorithms were still in real time. Like yeah. there wasn't any, you know, you didn't have to pay, pay mm-hmm. for, you know, your, your social or anything. So at that time, I think we just, we just were able to create really great imagery mm-hmm. and just we love doing photo shoots and just, yeah. And I think at, at that time, it just it grew organically. Like yeah. we didn't we didn't really have to put much effort. Yeah. And, it just and made at, sense to yeah, go for it, it at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at the start, was there a specific strategy in regards to wanting to grow the brand? Was it driven by influence marketing, or was it just creative and creating this aspirational kind of scenarios that people wanted to be a part of? Um, it was it was influencer based. I think I, um, back then there was only about. There was really only five brands, five 
swimwear brands back then that really stood out for, for me that I remember now. There was like obviously Triangle. <laughs> and then there was a few US brands like Miko and Acacia and um, oh god, I don't, I can't even remember any of the other Australian brands from Sea Folly and those ones. But it wasn't really, it wasn't really like as competitive as yeah. it was now. And back then, everyone wanted to wear your swim. You know, they you didn't have to pay for the girls would just be like, "Can I please have some? I'll shoot it." Like it was, right. you know, social media started becoming a thing. Bloggers started, you know. Bloggers kind of came about and, um, yeah, so it kind of just grew organically and it was just, I think we just came in at the right time. Mm. And and you just rode that wave of influencer marketing and Instagram absolutely blowing up. How has that, um, how has the strategy changed now to 2021? Are you guys still doing influencer marketing? Have you pivoted the strategy more to advertising online? Yes. Because to this day, you still don't have a physical store, right? We don't know. But we are looking into that as we speak and we may be signing the lease on Monday. So it made sense because we were looking for a new office in it because we've actually outgrown the space that we're in now. So mm-hmm. the the place that we are, that, that we found has an office and it also has a, um, a front of house too. Mm-hmm. So it's in Paddington. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. We, um, don't, we don't, we don't, we don't 100%. You, you it hasn't been signed, so just, just, you know, just watch his face. <laughs> Might, Might not happen. Might not happen. So obviously the timing, when you guys launched, the timing was perfect. Um, as you said, you know, I remember the good old days of just being able to post something up and you just get yeah. so much traction. Um, yeah. So, but how, how exactly did you get uh, your products in the hands of the likes of Kimmy K and those type of names? Like how did that actually happen? Um, we had a, we had a great PR agency in the States. Um, they managed all our sampling over there. So they'd have a big showroom and they'd come in and pull swimwear Mm -hmm. and uh, whatever they would want and we would just gift them and somehow it would end up in their hands. Like it wasn't really, we do our PR in-house now, but they, they did a majority of our, our, um, influencer seating and our celebrity seating for us. Um, And on the other side, we also have celebrities like Rosie Huntington-Whiteley who contact us directly, you know, just message us um, and just ask for Zoom and we'll just deal with them ourselves. So Mm. it's like a mixed bag. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously back then it would have been a lot more underpriced than it is now, right, because I think a lot of people – might not have known exactly how to price themselves and how to value themselves as, oh, as an yeah, influencer. Definitely. Yeah. Um, it so, be- it yeah. became such a big business. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So these days, um, is it still the same sort of thing? Do you still work with PR agencies and just manage the people that come to you? Or is there mm-hmm. like specific people that you identify and you want to reach out to? Um, yeah, we've got um it's not that's not really my side of yeah. I don't really handle that side, but I know that when we cuz yeah, even with yeah, PR like even even kind of going back to what you were saying with the initial PR agency in the states, was that an outreach from you guys going um you know, we want we, to seed our product over to the states or did the PR agency actually uh, recognize the product and reached out to you? Um no, we reached out to them. Okay. Yeah, because they were aligned with a lot of brands that we we loved and wanted to be a part of, you know, be aligned yeah. with. So yeah. it was more, I think, with with the seating and stuff, we had a list of people that we wanted to be aligned with mm-hmm. and I think that's how we target. Like 
we have girls that we would, you know, we'd love to see us swim on and they're yeah. the ones that we approach and hopefully they also, you know, want to work with us as well. So, yeah, it's been it's been great because yeah. everyone's been said yes. So Yeah. So in the swimwear niche, obviously there's a lot of competition now, especially from when you first started to now. It's mm -hmm. gone through the roof. Um, how exactly does Fellow Swim kind of stand out in such a flooded market? Um, I think gifting. Or... No, just as in like how, as a brand, like how does Fellow Swim actually stand out and stay and stay relevant? Yeah, stay on top uh, of the on top of the game. Oh, there is there's so much involved. That's yeah. our marketing team plays the biggest part in this. Mm -hmm. um, we have an external marketing team, and we also have our in-house. Mm -hmm. They work collaboratively with our graphics and our PR and our social, and they. They just have to always just be, you know, making sure that we're um, providing enough content, getting our EDMs out, like targeting our, the correct audience. Um, there's so many factors. Like it's just such a monster that I, I don't know too much about, but mm. um, that is about four persons role to, yeah. together. Like, yeah, it's yeah. It's a pretty loaded question, I know. But from, from from what you say there, yeah. it's actually what we what we talk yeah. about a lot as well. In that creative yeah. is basically the only way to really yes. stand out. Like, and the thing is, like, we have to to stay relevant. I believe that we always have to create content, mm -hmm. and that's probably one thing that um, is one of the biggest costs in our in our business as well. Because mm -hmm. we're always shooting, we're always trying to get the swim on. You know on girls that that align with us and trying to create content with them also reposting and posting through socials like there's there's so much so many elements to it and then there's also like the paid marketing as well through you know external marketing agency um yeah there's there's a lot yeah. <laughs> so in regards to again the process of creating that content how much has covid affected you guys in the last 12 months um you know kind of uh, without having that ability to actually um, travel overseas and doing big production shoots? Do you have um, international teams that are still able to take the content that's required for the for the brand to keep flourishing? Yes, um, we work with, we have done a few shoots overseas um, and created content with them. It's just been different where we haven't been able to fly over there and be a part of it, but it's almost... Um, taught us to let go as well because we've just put um, the creativity into someone else's hands, which is actually much better for the business because you have different points of view in terms of how they perceive the brand and how they portray it. So we'll send them over the swimwear and they'll just create the content and send it back to us. And then we we pick the images and it's just, it's a re actually a really nice way to work now. And we're doing it more with with people like um, creatives and bloggers and um, and agencies and things like that overseas. Obviously, like it's cold in Europe and the US at the moment, but once once it gets hotter over there, we'll be working with them a lot. COVID has actually streamlined Fella wow. um, and made us reassess our business in so many different ways. Like, firstly, we, th we thought we were going to go under the minute that it hit and frankly it just it was actually the opposite that happened and online became such a 
massive, massive business after during COVID because everyone, I suppose, everyone was just sitting at home online shopping. I'm not <laughs> sure what was going on, but um, retail has been amazing. So the wholesale side, not so good, but um, online has been incredible. Yeah. That's amazing. And I'm sure uh, with your success with your with your brand, you'd probably have a lot of people um, coming up to you and saying, hey, I'm looking to start my business. I'm looking to start this or that. And what's the best way to go about it? So, I mean, we've got a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs um, and mm. people with big ideas that are listening to the show. What are what do you think was the real key or maybe a few of the, the key things to your, to your guys' successes? Um, I think just working really hard. Like we are, I don't think I slept for the first two years in the business. Um, <laughs> you need to pair yourself with really good people around you as well, like mm. other amazing companies that can help elevate your brand. Um, I think that's really important. Um, yeah, just it's, 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 it's a very, very competitive market. So mm. I don't know if I'd recommend going into swimwear <laughs> yes. now, but, um, but yeah, if you were, just, just create, create amazing content, work with good people and just believe in what you're selling as well. Mm. Can you talk to us a little bit about the partnership between uh, you and your business partner? Uh, were you guys friends before starting the brand? Yeah. And how does that uh, partnership uh, look like on a day-to-day -day level? Um, we're quite – our business relationship is quite abnormal because we're not in the same state. We, she lives – she resides in Perth and I'm in Sydney. It flows, like it's worked so far. So COVID hasn't affected us because we've always worked um, remotely from each okay. other. Uh, but, yeah, our day-to-day -day is – because they're they're three hours behind. Um, you kick off the day. Our <laughs> we, kick, we kick off the day. Our team kicks off the day and then at about – just after lunchtime we start having our meetings and we, we start – conversing with each other and what needs to be done for the rest of the day. And um, we kind of wrap up and they can't, they keep on going. Mm -hmm. And then when we wake up in the morning, we get all their notes from the night that, they, that they're working at. So That's cool. Like yeah. momentum around the clock. Yeah, pretty it's pretty much around the clock. So yeah. they could be working a lot earlier because we're mm -hmm. always really messaging them when they wake up at six and then yeah. they're messaging us, you know, through the time when we're having dinner. So... That's cool. So, yeah. what what are the big what's what's on the cards for Fellow Swim this year? Five years, ten years? What's the big what's the like oh. big goal for Fellow Swim? We don't have goals. We just yeah. take every season as it comes. Like, to be really honest, okay. um, you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and we've always worked like that, and we're crazy. We're a very very small business compared to other fashion brands, and yeah, we just we just design and make our own deadlines and mm. um, hopefully we're going to have this store open <laughs> so yeah. by the yeah, middle nice. of this year and have a new collection out by September next year. Yeah. yeah We've got a couple of collaborations actually in the mix. Yeah. with um, Celebrities, influencers? No, no, with another brand. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. But I can't talk about it right now. Can, can, <laughs> we, can we take a guess? Sure. D-Nation? Nope. <laughs> We'd love to work with Pip. Not D-Nation. <laughs> uh, that was my only guess. <laughs> uh, and it's like only because I've seen her at Kaya as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds like you generally love the process and I think that's yeah. probably another just important tip for anyone getting started. Like if you don't genuinely love the yeah. process, you're going to find it very hard to, yeah. to keep going and, yeah. you know, keep, 
pushing through barriers and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. It's like a 24 hour job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's you do have cool. to love it. <laughs> so, this is a segment of our podcast that we call Rocket Fire Questions. Oh so my God. <laughs> we always say that it's 10 questions, but it's actually nine questions. <laughs> <laughs> I worked that out the other day. <laughs> Um, so both Jamie and I will be asking questions and yeah, we'd love to hear your answers. Wait, is it like a one word answer? Um, I mean, you can elaborate a little bit, but it's, yeah, it's kind of fast <laughs> questions if you okay. can, uh, depending on what you've got for us. Uh, so the first question is, if you could turn back time and change one thing in your journey, what would it be and why? <laughs> Straight out the gates. Um, <laughs> Don't start the business. <laughs> Don't start the business. Um, and this is this can be in relation to like anything, like as in my life. Uh, it could be anything. your life, or it could be you know in in relation to the business, like yeah. anything that you've got for us, or like a lesson that you've actually learned through you know, your journey up until this point, being a successful entrepreneur. I mean, you've owned two businesses prior yeah. to Fella. There was another one. Um, I wish I actually started Fella a little bit earlier. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Was um was it in like on the cards before, and you were kind of hesitant in regards no, to starting it? No, I think I I with I thought about swim a long time ago. Like um, I did clothing for a long time. It was just like so tedious. Like it just it's it's just such an it's it's easy, and um I felt like I started quite later in my life, and I was ready to probably settle down, have my my daughter, and um and it's hard. Like it's you know. You're juggling a lot mm. between family and having your own business. So I wish I started in my like early 20s instead of like, you know, my late <laughs> 20s or early 30s, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, just in regards to what you said at the start, how is clothing actually different from swimwear? So much more work. Okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. More work? Yeah. Okay. As in clothing is more work, right? Yeah, much yeah. more. Oh, clothing, yeah, work. right. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's the first thing you do when you wake up every morning? I walk to the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Cold shower, hot shower? Hot shower, yeah. very, very hot shower. Okay. <laughs> You're actually one of the first people that hasn't said, um, check, my phone. check my phone. Oh, really? No. no. That's great. Yeah. Uh, question number three, who are your three dream dinner guests, dead or alive, and why? My what? Uh, three um, dream dinner guests. Oh, dream dinner guests. Um Megan Markle. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to pick her brain right now. Harry. Harry. <laughs> and Oprah. And Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> That's there you go. We, we entered the fire. Um. So Megan Markle is the first. Yeah. Um, I would say. I like your nails, by the way. Thank just you. For, 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 for people that are just listening and not watching this on YouTube, uh, Christina's got five different colors and it's like exceptional. I was, I was at a color party. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go with color. I love so that. That's, that's why I had them painted. They're a bit that. chipped now. Um. So, yeah, Megan Markwell. Then um, I don't know. We'll go down the route of yeah, Harry and Oprah. I think Harry and Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> think that'll be solid. <laughs> Next question, Christine. Um, what's the last new thing that you've tried? Last new thing. Yeah. Um, I have you heard of that? Um, have you heard of iFly? No. Oh, okay. It's um, it's this thing. Uh, it, it's the 
skydiving, but it's in a tank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen it's that. really fun. Is it local? Um, no, it's, it's an hour away. Um, I wasn't driving, so I'm not sure exactly sure which direction <laughs> we were going. So fun. Good fun. So fun. Nice. You drool so much and you don't realise. But yeah. um, I've always loved skydiving and that was, yeah, that was really good. It's interesting. Epic. Really Might have to it. take the team there. Yeah. Yeah. You should. Mm. <laughs> um, it's my turn, right? Um, if you could uh, suggest one book, what would it be? Oh, do you know what I've gone back to read is The Secret. Okay. Um, only because there's so much. I, I felt like I just really needed to go back and do some motivational reading. Yeah. Um, I've just usually I read like Choose Your Own Adventures, um, you know, like Dan Brown books. Like they're not, they're not very, they're just kind of mind numbing Mm -hmm. stories. But yeah, yeah, nice. Okay. Mm. Uh, What's the best advice you've ever received? I've always been brought up to do things right, like do it. If you're not going to do something, you got to do it properly. And like, I don't care if you know if you're. If it's just the most mediocre thing, you, mm. you know, it's, you just you just have to do it right. Like mm. you have to finish it from beginning to end, no matter what. It's so crazy yeah. you say that. That was my answer when we did our first podcast. <laughs> that, my that's mom, the advice that Jamie's got given. Yeah. Oh, my really? mum was like, if you're going to start something, you finish it, do it properly. You absolutely do. Yeah. And you've, you have to do it with 100% like effort as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's epic. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's good. Good advice. <laughs> good advice. Your mom. If someone said that to me, I'd be like, "Yeah, but right is subjective." <laughs> <laughs> I'll show. I'll well, show I'll this. I perceive to be right, it might be completely different. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show this to my mom. She'll be that happy. She'll be happy. True, actually. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so, okay, this is a tricky question. So, when you reach the pearly gates of heaven, what do you want God, being Him, Her, or They, to say to you when they greet you? Um, it would be a they, and. I would like them to have just, look, I love eating, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, that is my passion. I love going out to dinners. I just, I just love food. So I would like for them to say just, here is like, here is your, as much as you can eat, have as much as you can have, go for your life. Bon appétit. <laughs> bon appétit. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Christine, what motivates you daily to be the best version of yourself? Um, my daughter, she mm. is the biggest legend. I love her. She's like two, um, going on 13. Um, <laughs> she, just, she just brings me back to earth, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> two going on 13. You know, sometimes I like, I like have the worst day and I come home and she's just there. And yeah, she's just great. And um, just puts life back into perspective, you know? That's epic. Yeah. That's <laughs> this is our final question. Uh, what does the word defiant mean to you? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I should have done my research when I came here. If we use it in a sentence, it's like defiance or, you know, uh, going against the norm I, type. Well, thing. I just see it as like a, like a definition, you know what I mean? Like, or like… Um, you're like also you're defining something or like um, you're also standing against something. You're standing for something. Mm-hmm. But that's how I see it. But I'm I'm not sure. No, that's fair enough. I mean, I've had a similar interpretation yeah. of it. Like yeah. some people have said, you know, uh, paving your own path, your own yeah. path. Yeah. going against the grain, going yeah. against the norm. There's yeah. so many different things. But 
Yeah, we always find that one an interesting one to, yeah. to ask. So <laughs> That's us for today. Christine, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank, thank you for sharing you. your story um, about Fellow Swim and how you guys have managed to grow this beast of a business. You're um, welcome. Thanks for having me. Beautiful. Thanks so much. Have a beautiful day. See you guys. Thank you. <laughs>